Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money, a Riverdale podcast. I am your host, Noah Carden, and joining me, as always, the Cheryl to my Jason. I am Kyle Carty. Pleasure to be here, Noah. Thank you so much for having me. I know. Ooh. Ooh. So, uh, episode three, what is the... Uh, just absolutely delectable name of this episode. So, chapter three is Body Double. Now, I've, I've learned something uh, mm, doing mm. just the modicum of research I probably should be doing for this, this show. But all of the titles of all of the episodes... Are old Archie comics, I'm, be- I'm guessing, is where you're going? Old drama titles, like films. So oh, they're really? like crime drama, mysteries, noirs, things like that. So, Okay, so that explains a little bit of why some of them are just so ridiculous. Yeah, so A Touch of Evil Episode 2 uh, is, in fact, the Orson Welles film where it has the super cool uh, long take in the opening. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That actually makes a, a little bit more sense now. Okay. Yeah. So then, so episode three, where do we begin well, to we unpack begin, this episode? We begin, as always, with some Jughead over, you know, voiceover, talking about... Scene one makes sense. Yeah. Talking about the, the, the blurring of opposites, life and death, light and dark, and all that stuff in Riverdale. Um, and we get to see Cheryl confessing about not necessarily being guilty... As she's so um, in, in, like inclined in the last episode, yeah, where where our stinger left off last week, yes. we get to see Cheryl immediately backpedal yes. on her her kind of questionable statement of guilt, like so much, like building up so much drama. Like, can you bring it down just a little bit, Cheryl? Just a little yeah. bit. Cheryl, like, listen, there is no need to be so dramatic, especially when this is an ongoing murder investigation. Yeah. Phrasing Cheryl. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Cheryl confesses to lying about the events of July 4th, but not to killing Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, she loved Jason more than herself. Again, creepy. Super uh, creepy. Um, apparently, Jason wanted to run away and get away from their parents. Um, so they staged... Uh, his disappearance as an accidental uh, an accidental death, make it look like he drowned. Um, mm. And he was going to escape uh, to somewhere unknown on the other side of the Sweetwater River and get in contact with Cheryl in no longer than a month. Um, but uh, she doesn't really know why he wanted to run away. He just knows that you know he wanted to leave. Um, Sheriff Keller asked for some cooperation. But uh, she can't get any. Um, yeah. She does say that she heard a gunshot that morning. But again, nobody can corroborate her story. Or so she thinks. Yeah. She she is kind of putting herself in a bit of a pickle yes. at the moment. Um, her parents then arrive to rush her out. Um, apparently um, her mother... She's Penelope, getting grilled. Yeah. Her mother, Penelope, is a lawyer or something along those lines. That's kind of what I got from some some dialogue in that scene. Yeah, there's a little bit of legalese in there. Yeah. Um, and then we get to see a headline that says, Cheryl Blossom, guilty of sin, plopped down in Betty's lap. 
Uh, her mother, Alice, again being a terrible person. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a very intentional, deliberate act to rein in how much I complain about this woman because <laughs> it eats up the most time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because yes. every scene she's in, I have to comment on how much I hate her. And I'm, I promise you, dear sweet listeners, I will keep it only for her absolute worst moments. But she is a terrible person and has leaked um, Jason's autopsy and now publishes a, a headline accusing Cheryl of the murder. Like, full-on muckraking yes. mode right oh, now. Like, yellow journalist muckraking. Like, so goddamn. Um... This is, isn't this what, what President Trump talks about with, like, fake news and stuff? <laughs> yes. Yeah, just about. God damn it. Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, for sure she voted for Trump. Like, that's, that oh, doesn't, God. that's a, that, I mean, right? Should we open that can of worms? Uh, well, we'll do that on a, on a, a non-recap episode. We'll, we'll okay. talk about everybody's political leanings. Oh, um, my God. But Betty asked her mother to stop sensationalizing the news, um... That and then uh, Alice replies that she has a responsibility to keep the people informed. Um, oh my God! What a scapegoat! Yeah, uh, Betty says, you know, Jason was still a person. This is wrong, um, and uh, that her mother should be uh, writing about who captured Jason, why he was frozen, and who shot him. Um, things yeah. like that. She should be actually doing like investigative journalism. To which Alice replies, why don't you just come and work for your father and I at the paper, the Riverdale Register. Um, it which, was staring us in the face the whole time. The name for the show. The whole time. Oh, jeez. But, whatever. It's We've come too far. Now. Three We've episodes in the can. Plus maple syrup, blood money. That's just sexier. Yeah. Like, without a doubt, this is like a hot, hip, new CW podcast. Exactly. Um, I mean, if CW wants to sponsor us in any way, shape, or form, they're more than welcome to. <laughs> yes, please give us your monies. Uh, which, while she doesn't take up that offer, uh, mm. Betty seems to use that to restart the Blue and Gold, which is the yeah. school newspaper. It kicks her right in the buns, and, uh, well, she is gonna ask a familiar friend if they are interested in writing for the Blue and Gold. Exactly. Um... But first, we get to see Archie, um, after looking in on Grundy, go to Weatherby and Sheriff Keller, explaining that he heard the gunshot as well, um, and that he was kind of scared to come forward. Um, he explains that he was, he was working on songs, air quotes. Yeah, uh, with his dog, I believe. With his dog, down at the river. Um, the, the great thing about the... The, when the dog part comes up, is that he's asked if he was alone or not. And he and says no. He says I was no. With my dog, Vegas. <laughs> yeah. It's like cool, Archie. Like we're adults. Don't waste our time, please. Yeah. Um, then we get to see uh, Veronica. Veronica in the the weird school lounge asking if um, Archie's a suspect. To which Kevin replies that everybody is a suspect. Apparently. Ooh, Kevin, um, with that with that paranoia. Yeah. Um, Kevin has the inside scoop since his dad is the sheriff, so. Yeah. Uh, and then we learn that Veronica apparently has a date with Chuck Clayton, the head of the school football team and son of the head coach. 
and they warn her. They they are like, listen, he's a playboy. Mm-hmm. He's a ladies' man. And Veronica's like, I can handle it. Yes. And, uh, well, let's find out, V. <laughs> let's find out, indeed. It's not like this is going to be the primary plot of this episode. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Can I actually... <laughs> I would like to make a point here really quick. Um, Catherine, uh, I've been watching with my, my beautiful, beautiful wife, um... And while we were watching this scene, she turns and she looks at me, and when Kevin's on screen, she goes, he did it. He killed Jason. And I was like, sweetie, what the hell are you talking about? And she says, yeah, Jason looked really gay, so clearly they were lovers, and then Kevin killed him. Ooh. I was like, I was like, dear one, what? And two, okay, I guess that's a, as good a lead as anyone on the show has right that's, now. I mean, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Jason, he does look kind of gay. Yeah. And not even, like, the kind of cute gay that I want to smooch on. He just, I don't know. He just looks weird. I, he's too pale for me, I think. <laughs> well, most of the times we see him, he's either, like, an ethereal ghost or, or dead. <laughs> Okay, you know what? That is fair. He might just be pale because he's dead. <laughs> Plus those gingers, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. The the red hair does not help to like yeah. make that more subtle. Uh so yeah, they they warn him that Chuck is a playboy. Um but like you said, she can handle it. Um then we get to see our familiar friend Jughead arrive. Oh, Juggy. To, to help Betty revive the blue and gold. Um, now They the sort room- of have this conversation about, like, <clears throat> you know, how much freedom is Jughead going to have? Mm-hmm. And they sort of reach an amenable arrangement. And I really like in this scene how we get to see that they're on the same page. Yes. Like, they both have the same lead that they're looking into. And that is to look for the uh, scout uh, leader that came across Cheryl on July 4th, which, yes. frankly, good job, you two. You're actually doing a better job than the police, who I guess might be incompetent at this point, because that seems obvious. Well, it, it, I mean, we, we see, I think, in a later episode, it really only seems like Sheriff Keller is the, the only police in the yeah. entire city He's got that, like, Teen Wolf dad overworked situation going yeah. on. Uh, but, yeah, uh Jughead mentions that he's working on basically Riverone's very own In Cold Blood, which Betty says, you know, it's like a news article, started as a news article and became its own thing. Um, so they, they go to investigate Dilton Doily and the That's Adventure Scouts. Dilton Doily. Yes. And uh, my next notes, uh, I know I might be jumping, but my next notes are about our date scene with Veronica. Is that the next scene? Uh, let's see... Archie uh, has a scene with his dad. Um, oh, yeah. Who apparently was told that he was at Sweetwater River instead of going on a um, a road trip mm. with Jughead on July 4th. So um, dad is starting to get a bit inquisitive. Yes. Uh, Fred grounds Archie for lying and not coming to him for help. With, Very um, important plot point this episode, yes. apparently. Being grounded. God, were you ever grounded, Noah? I think I was I was only grounded once in like third grade. <laughs> what did you do? Uh I think I made fun of a teacher. A teacher <laughs> that I liked, in fact. 
but was I bullied just like, a teacher I had a crush on. Yeah, but I, I, I made fun of a teacher, so I was grounded for like a week or something like that. It was like nothing. Oh, wow. How yeah. completely innocuous. I know. How about you? <laughs> um, I am what is referred to as ungroundable because like by the time I started to do naughty things as a teenage boy, I would just like, you know, leave my house through the window much like archie does actually yes archie I does am, in fact do that eventually my parents were just like all right we're gonna have to find different ways to punish you <laughs> yeah um one thing about this scene is that like there's like a little bit of posturing between fred and archie and luke perry who plays fred makes like this weird face Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this weird like what are you gonna do face it's like it's like i dare you son i dare yeah. you um now it's chuck and veronica's date um, oh boy can they I, are taking selfies and and end up smooching. Chuck uh, is just such a sweet boy in this scene. Like I, I really fell for it. Like he seems like such a good boy. I mean, I feel like it's impossible not to fall for it because the actor plays such a such a nice little fella in the beginning. Yeah, I mean it's it's like uh, Kevin says when they're talking about Chuck and like having a playboy and stuff like that. They're the Kennedys of Riverdale. Because his father is the captain of the football team, yeah. and it's a whole, it's a whole, you know, small town Kennedy thing. Kevin puts it very, very well. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, you know, they make out, and it seems like everything's going really, really nice. Yeah, everything um, seems above board until the next morning. Yes. Uh, and the next morning, we, uh, Kevin asks Veronica about how the date went. Um, Veronica says that Chuck is very muscly and very nice to look at, but his conversation is very poor. Um, <laughs> she calls him dumb, basically. Yeah. Uh, she says it's not the stuff of Oscar Wilde or even Diablo Cody. Ugh, come on, V. You can do better than that. Um, to which we uh, then find out through some, some girls walking down the hall. Some human, some animate mannequins. Some animate um, mannequins, those two. They, uh, they ask beautiful, beautiful Veronica how her sticky Mabel was. <laughs> sticky Mabel. I Googled it on my phone the first time I watched this episode. I was like, what the f- Is this a real thing? Yeah. Uh, it's not. No. It's, uh, it's, um, Veronica is very confused, and then there's a sudden uh, burst of notifications on people's phones in the hallway. Which I guess is just like a thing that you can do in a fictional world where it's just like you can like mass blast everyone. It happens in almost every teen show when they do their like obligatory slut shame episode. But it's uh, apparently there is a thing in Riverdale, as Kevin um, explains, uh, where like girls are slut shamed and like a weird I don't know if it's like pre-rendered or somebody has to go into like Photoshop and do this, but like a weird like uh maple syrup texture is put over their face on a yeah, picture. A really bad Photoshop. Like yeah. I mean like are they trying to like evoke like the money shot or like some bukkake situation? Like yeah, my whole I have a lot of questions about a sticky maple. Like what First off, what the fuck? Second off, like, what exactly is our angle here, football boys? Like, are you implying that you, like, covered a girl in maple syrup and then, like, 
took a picture of them in like a sexual way or are you implying like or does everybody know that it's just poor photoshop like like the logistics of what's happening here make no sense to me it's so asinine and it evolves into just such an insane event oh my god I have no idea what, like, from the foundation of this arc, I do not understand. I have nothing but questions, and as they build upon those questions, it's just more questions. <laughs> um, Kevin says it's a Riverdale thing. Veronica says no, it's a slut-shaming thing. Um, and she will, she is neither a slut, nor will she be named, she be shamed by somebody named Chuck Clayton. <laughs> Chuck! Uh, like... Which, I don't know, I, I kind of really do... A lot of the lines in this episode kind of really fall flat for me. Yeah, but kinda. I really do like the delivery of, I am not a slut, and I will not be shamed. Like, that yeah. works for me. I think that's tight. Yeah. Uh, Veronica starts planning some revenge. Um, Betty says they should go to the, uh, the principal and expose Chuck in the paper. But uh, Veronica says uh, she makes and breaks the rules um, and that Betty is welcome to come along, but they're, that she must be ready to go full dark, full no dark. stars. No stars. Yeah, like Veronica's first response is like, I will cut this motherfucker's break and send him careening into a chasm. Yeah, Like yeah. murder as a first response, Veronica. Did you kill? Did you kill Jason, Veronica? Uh... So, the thing, uh, okay, so I had to look it up, but full, I thought it might have been like a um, Zero Dark Thirty reference. Kind of thing? Or, is or this something. a real reference? Full Dark No Stars is a collection of short stories by Stephen King about oh. retribution. Oh, okay, I mean, Jesus, they're re- like, these are deep, deep literary they, cuts. I know. Like, I, I'm an avid King reader, and I did not fucking catch that. These are deep cuts. Yeah. So, uh, Betty and Veronica barge into the boys' locker room, um, where everybody is sweaty and cut. Yeah, um, like, oh my god, a bunch of muscly boys in there. And they, Ooh. like, immediately, like, like literally run into Archie in nothing but a towel. <laughs> he he plays off, like, surprised, almost bashfulness, but still not super bashful, very cutely. And yeah. then uh, Veronica more or less just body checks him out of the way as she stomps yeah. towards this fucking guy. So, um, she pushes Archie out of the way and confronts Chuck about the proto, about the <coughs> photo. Ugh. The proto man. Yeah. Um, uh, there's lots and, and all of a sudden, he is a caricature of a person. Yes. Like, not even a human being anymore. Yeah. She, he is very much in the, you know, the, the room, locker room full of guys, like, posturing and offering rides on the chuck wagon and the chuck wagon uh talking about how like veronica dated all these betas in New yeah York okay <laughs> he like in my fucking notes i wrote down this motherfucker just said beta like what is he gonna say next is he gonna call archie a cuck like what's your next move here pal um, god damn yeah like holy shit yeah, and I'm I I shifted real fast. I'm with Veronica now. Cut his fucking brakes. Yeah, uh, fuck this they, guy. They say that they're in bulldog territory now, which is the the team the school's and, uh, football team name. And, they and start, then they bark at her. They bark at her until they, they leave the locker room. 
they're like, burr, 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 burr. and yeah. like Veronica's like, okay, bye, I guess. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's punishment enough to look like that. Yeah, like what the? Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Then we get to see Jughead investigating the Avenger Scouts, um, asking uh, Dilton Doily about the, uh, the gunshot, which mm-hmm. Dilton immediately refuses, like, any information. But Dilton Doily looks like McLovin. Like, a little bit? Yeah. The first, the first shot of him where he's giving his, like, speech to the Rainbow Sc- Ranger Scouts or whatever, mm-hmm. like, the the side profile, Yeah. straight up, that that's a McLovin-looking dude. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but Jughead does notice that one of the scouts seems awfully nervous. Um, yeah, little little shaky. Yeah, a little shaky. Uh, in back in school, we get to see uh, Cheryl uh, thank Archie for reporting the gunshot, um, and even though nobody believed her, not even her parents. Uh, Cheryl offers repayment. Cheryl is like a thirsty ass thought in this scene. She's oh like, "Oh my god, I'll do anything you want, Archie. Just don't ask for my body." Yes. It's like Cheryl, chill out. Like, go get a glass of water and relax. She says, "Save the all shucks for Betty." <laughs> Does she fucking really? Yes, she says that. <laughs> I missed that. Oh my god, that's a uh, good line. Cheryl, I'm back on your team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nothing is off the table except for my body, which she says Save in the body. most like thirsty manner as possible. Oh yeah. Like um, Oh Jesus Christ, Cheryl. Um, Archie, and Archie does have a request. Archie does have a request. He uses Cheryl's favor to meet with Josie to help with songwriting. Love um, Josie's flannel dress in this scene. Just yeah. want to say, super cute outfit. But Definitely. um, yeah, I bet Cheryl was pretty let down uh, when <laughs> yeah. Archie wasn't like, yeah, like let's make a sex with each other. Uh, no, he just wants to talk to Josie and sit in on some of the uh, practice sessions and uh, mm-hmm. maybe some recording sessions that Josie and the Pussycats are going to be having within the coming week. Um, Josie, more or less, I believe says, okay, here's the days, this is when you can come, and Archie's like, oh, but I'm grounded, Josie. And she gives him a look, and he's like, right, that's my problem, not yours. Exactly, yeah. And uh, then Josie uh, exits, which, okay, Josie, I can, mm-hmm. I, can get on, I can get on where you're at with this scene. Good job, girl. Yeah. Um, she does mention that they're playing the Taste of Riverdale event. Ah, that's that right. That her mother is setting up, so that's why they're doing a lot of practices this week, which is a scene we'll get to later. Um, then we get to see Veronica, very distraught, looking over comments on the sticky maple picture. Oh my god. And some of these comments, I took screen You paused caps. it too? Yeah, I paused it too. Some of them are supportive, but some of them are amazing. <laughs> so I think my favorite one from Ace McDonald is, We can send this girl back to NYC, but we have to buy another ticket for her eyebrows. <laughs> Actually, make that two more tickets, one for each eyebrow. <laughs> oh my god, like, that is harsh. What was the writer's room like? Like, did they just post a picture of, like, Veronica on, like, r slash roast me and take the top <laughs> comments? Because this is some high-tier quality shit right here. <laughs> uh, Chuck Clayton says, can we vote this hot jalopy off the island already? With five question marks. 
So a jalopy is like a busted ass car. Yes. I'm not sure if you know that one. But yes. Yeah. That's that's a that's an old insult too. Like. Uh, another damn. one, just because they have to like keep it, you know, PG PG thirteen. For yeah. The... They can't just be like, oh fuck you, kill yourself, yeah. you faggot. It's like okay, yeah. they have to keep it approved for the board. Uh, Angel Angelino. Says, go back to New York, you nasty doe. As in a female deer. You nasty doe instead of nasty hoe. Yeah. Oh my god. These are these comments are are amazing. Yeah, they're they're pretty friggin' Their choice. They are. They, I mean, listen. I feel bad that Veronica's getting bullied, but that said, uh, she is a fictional character, and that makes these comments funny again. <laughs> As class president, I don't condone or support any of these comments. However, wow, just. Wow. Just wow. I, I will say about that eyebrow comment, like, boy, have you not seen Satsuki Kirin? Like, she got the eyebrows and she's fine. Like, come on, man. Big eyebrows are hot. I, I fucking love Veronica's eyebrows. They're great. Oh, my I, God. I could go on a whole thing about Cara Delevingne. <laughs> yeah, we could go on a whole thing about how, like, beautiful Veronica is, but yes. that would be an entire episode. We yeah. can never have her on the show, Noah. It will just be the creepiest thing on oh, Earth. Oh, God, it will. Um, uh, so, I will uh, be the one with the spaghetti, not her. Uh, Hermione asks uh, Veronica uh, how the date went. Veronica says, uh, handsome on the outside, rotten on the inside. And then uh, Ver- uh, Betty calls Veronica to the school to meet with a group of girls that have all been, um, like, slut-shamed and sticky-mapled and all this other thing. And bullied. Um, yeah. The most prominent one is Ethel Muggs. She's uh, the, one of the girls from Stranger Things. She's, she's played, Deb. Yes. She's played by Shannon Purser, who is Barb, Barb. from Stranger Why Things. Barb? Deb? Yeah. Um, but, um, oh my god. And, uh, so she, her whole story is basically, yeah, I was, like, hanging out with Chuck for, like, ten minutes in the library. Like, I helped him answer, like, two math questions, and then, uh, I guess that evolved into him telling people that we did sex things together. Which, like, one, I don't, I don't know, man. This is where I start to suspend my disbelief. There, I believe that me- there are some really garbage pale people like Chuck. Mm-hmm. But ten minutes in the library with her, with a person, I, I do not know if I can begin to buy into that. Yeah. Has it happened? Maybe. But this is when we begin to enter, like, ABC morning soap opera territory. Yeah. Like, these are my telenovelas. Like, this is what's happening. Yeah. So, um, Cheryl shows up to be a, a royal bitch um, yeah, and make f- it about her. Fuck Cheryl. Like... That, that, that's the scene. It's like, fuck Cheryl, fuck this melodrama, and it's going to be so poorly handled, but Veronica steps up to the plate, and, like, her whole thing to Cheryl, where she's like, I fucking dare you to call any of these strong, beautiful women sluts one more time. She might as well say, Cheryl, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> yeah. Like, um... Uh, Cheryl says that being slut-shamed isn't as bad as being a suspect in her brother's murder, which, like, yeah, cool, oh my god, cool. how terrible of a person are you? Yeah, um, cool cool job there, Cheryl. Good human empathy. Good job, good job. I'm off uh, your team. Uh, then we learned that there's apparently a playbook that the, the uh, football team guys keep 
that they write down like their conquests in. Yeah, like what they do with each girl yeah, they hook and up they, with. They keep score and all this other stuff, and it's really, really gross. Um, so they try and find it. Um, do, do, do. Uh, we get another scene with Jughead interrogating the scout who uh, uh, looked at him, was like really, really nervous. Uh, Jughead just shows up and like starts eating this dude's Sunday. Yeah, he plops down like a dirty cop in like a gritty noir movie. Yeah. He just like spider walks down and then eats the cherry off of his Sunday. Yeah, like that's a chaotic evil action, Jughead. Yeah, that is unacceptable. Like he straight up like slav squats in the the booth. <laughs> All he needs is a tracksuit. Yeah. Um, the, the scout tells uh, Jughead that Dilton is um, lying about the gunshot, that he took them out shooting, and that uh, Doily is like a hardcore survivalist um, and was teaching them how to shoot. He's nutso, man. He's absolutely nutso. And that sort of gets Jughead on Doily's trail because now we know who shot the gun. Yeah. Um, Archie sneaks out to have guitar practice with Josie and the Pussycats. Um, oh man! There's some this... flirting with Valerie as they talk about the band and like songwriting and things like that. And then Josie shows up. Josie shows up, um, asking what Archie's intentions are. Um, he says he wants to them to play his songs um, to make them better. Um, and then Josie goes on this this little uh, rant like about a rant. how um, he, he can't write that... for her because yeah. like. The... <sighs> So her whole point is basically, like, you don't understand, like, the struggle of being a black woman in Mm -hmm. a town like this. And, like, no goofs right now because this scene makes very good points, but it presents them very, very poorly. And it doesn't really do them, like, the justice and, like, the time that these points deserve. So, like, Archie, like... Even before we consider, like, Josie's identity, Archie is already in the wrong in being so assumptive that he thinks that another hardworking band should play his music. Like, he's already gone full Hollywood music producer. Exactly. So, right off the bat, Archie, that's not cool, like, regardless of who you're talking to. Yeah. And then we jump right into Josie's whole, like... This town, like, racism is in America is not dead, like, and it's not. My mom, when she got into office, like, she received a lot of hate mail, and basically we're dancing around the fact that when she says hate mail, she refers to, like, probably all of the racial slurs that were hurled at her in secret. Like, really terrible, terrible shit that you should not say. And so, so, Josie is coming from like the right angle and the right direction but just the writing it's not even the performances because yeah. i think the actors did fine with what they had but like the writing is it, is lackluster and it's too dense yeah i think uh that's the biggest problem with this episode in particular is that both of the main plots like the 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 slut shaming thing and then the um uh the Josie and the Pussycats thing yeah like need the racial been, tension like, they, they need to have been like their own episodes. Each. Yeah. By putting both of these like social justice plot lines into one episode and making them both super, super dense and making one of them insanely over the top, 
you don't do justice to either of them specifically because you're not letting the scenes breathe and mm -hmm. like gain the depth and the time that they require to really show both characters motivations and like Archie handles this really well like when Josie starts to go into him to my surprise Archie doesn't get defensive at all like Valerie tries yeah. to s slow Josie's roll down but Archie's like no like it, it's fine she is right and she is right is exactly. the thing and it shows the you know quality of Archie's character that he understands that yeah so I don't know I, I'm so conflicted about this episode because it makes a lot of good points, and then it doesn't handle them well, and then it undoes them almost immediately. Yeah. Um, Sorry, like this is this is the one that I I almost stopped watching during this episode, not because of the content, but because of how the content was handled. I wasn't right. sure if this show would be able to do this because right. it doesn't show it doesn't have its sea legs yet, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Um, she also explains the, the, the meaning behind the name Pussycats, meaning that they have to claw their way into the same rooms that Archie can just walk into. Which um, is also a fair point. Yes. Um, so, but Archie, like you said, he's very understanding and, you know, he immediately, like, relents, you know, hey, I'm just here to, you know, learn and, and help you guys out in any way that I can. Um, uh, then we get uh, the gang, Betty, Kevin, Ethel, and Veronica, um, after learning from Valerie's brother, Trev. Uh, about the location of the playbook. Um, they're in the school looking for it. Now, Veronica. Veronica, again. She's wearing a deep V dress and her fucking cloak. Again. I, I actually, in episode four, I took some notes about, about Veronica's, like, stealth attire. Like, she looks like a Warcraft character in episode <laughs> four while she's sneaking. Like, the only reason she would be wearing, like, a bright magenta mantle is if it gives her, like, plus five to stealth checks or, like, ten <laughs> dexterity. Like, there's no fucking way that this cloak isn't enchanted like a cloak of elven kind or some bullshit. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Like, oh again, this God. just makes me want more Sabrina in this show. I'm so ready for Sabrina. Uh, but so they they start to go through the school. Cheryl pops up and is like, hey, you bitches. We're yeah. going to find the book. I can't believe you're here, Betty Prim Proper. And then they do find the book. It's like not even hidden at all. Kevin fawns over uh, Cheryl's thigh-high boots. Um, <laughs> Her outfit is on point. I cannot yeah. refute Kevin. But yes, they do find the book, and they go through it, and they find Polly, Betty's sister, in the playbook next to Jason's name, which shatters some people's worldview. Yeah, um, he, she kind of refuses to believe that it's real at yeah. first, and then she is left reeling. Yes. Um, Betty explains that this is how guys like Jason and Chuck view women as objects. Um... And so, now, Betty. This, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You do your thing. Betty wants to go full dark, no stars. No stars. She wants to go full Stephen King. It. Yeah. Also, damn, that It trailer looks fierce. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. That looks really good. Yeah. But um, I feel like these two scenes back to back, where they're like, like we were talking about before, like they're talking about, so, like they're really trying to hit these, these, these important, important scenes, but like. They're literally back to back, where like they have this intense like, you know, uh, racism in America, and then uh, the treatment of like women uh, by sexist men in America, 
it's just like neither the scenes are just too dense and they're too close together like there's mm -hmm. no even filler scenes in between that we would be able to like gloss over just to give the audience room to catch their breath yeah prepare to suffocate because there's no breath catching for the rest of the episode pretty much um so uh betty has a vengeance plan uh, the Pussycats are having some trouble with the lyrics, but Archie uh, prevents a solution. They try it out and like it. And then we're right back into uh, Betty and Alice uh, having like a little fight, wherein um, Betty puts on some really dark red lipstick, saying that she feels like she's in control when she wears it. And then um, uh, Alice wiping it off of her face, saying that oh, she, yeah. Polly grew up too fast and that uh, Betty looks better in pink. Um, Fuck also this mom. That's uh, that's my notes on this scene again. Pretty much. Um, there's uh, a really hard brand shot of CoverGirl. Um, oh, yeah. Classic. And then we're on to Betty attempting to pick up Chuck at uh, Pop's chocolate shop. Is uh, Chuck deficient, do you think? I, like, was I, he dropped on his head as a child? He's been, I don't know how long he's been playing football or how long, like, CTE starts to, like, develop. But Yeah, he must have gotten it very early because, Jesus Christ, Chuck, are you an idiot? How do you not see this trap? Like, it is as bright as the goddamn neon signs for Pop's Diner. It might as well just say trap flashing in front of you. Yeah, but... Uh, he's just... No, like, no one is that horny for someone else's genitals. I refuse to believe it. Yeah. Uh, Betty basically says, why don't you come over sometime? We're going to hang out at um, Ethel's place where her parents are out of town because uh, she's got a pool and a hot tub. Um, Jesus and, Christ. Uh, and then, he falls for it, and then he eats his fry like, oh, I'm going to get some poon. It's yeah. like, oh, cool, dude. Uh, Archie sneaks back into the house after uh, practice with the pussycats, um, but is immediately caught by Fred. Again, Fred has been hearing him sneak out since he was, like, seven. A child. Yeah. Uh, Archie explains what he did and then uh, begs to go to the taste of Riverdale. To which uh, Fred is like, are you fucking stupid? No. No, dickhead. I just caught you walking and you're still in the fucking doorway. Yeah. Uh, Fred says... Uh, no, as Archie pleads, and that they aren't haggling over his punishment. Um, Archie then presents the case that if it was a football game, would he have ground him then? Would he not let him go? Um, and that since uh, Fred doesn't understand or respect Archie's music, he doesn't care. He doesn't um, support it in the same way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, Archie storms upstairs, and Fred is left looking thoughtful. Um. Chuck arrives at Ethel's place and is greeted by not Betty, but Veronica. Uh, Veronica's hair in this scene fucking slay me. Oh my god. She's got like a very cool for the summer vibe going on, mm -hmm. and I am so into that hair. <laughs> it's um, so beautiful. I love it. She shows up uh, in a one-piece suit with pearls, of course, of course and I'm a like shawl. Yeah, like like she's on like the beach in like Belize or something. Yeah. Um, she says that uh, Betty Chuck, and her. Chuck, how do you not expect them to shoot you with a gun? <laughs> yeah. Like you're gonna get in that hot tub and they're going to shoot you. <laughs> like 
You're like the pizza guy who rolls up on an obviously haunted house and then walks inside and is like, uh, I'll just leave the pizza on the countertop and then is surprised when you get locked in by the ghost. Yeah. Um, Veronica says that her and Betty are, are going to stop fighting over Archie and start learning to share. Oh my god. Um, yeah, again, Chuck. What Chuck has a man? lizard brain. I swear to god. Um, that's when we see Betty arrive, shocking everybody, including Veronica. Because <laughs> Betty shows up in, like, lingerie. With a super high up, like, over her belly button lingerie. <laughs> Um, a page boy, like, bob cut wig on. She's like an Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction type. Yeah, yeah, Is my exactly. best description, like... And she's like, oh, Betty couldn't make it, so she sent me instead. It's like, Betty! <laughs> I can't, I can't, like... There's just a giant gap in my notebook for this entire scene because just like I can't even put to fucking words what the fuck is this scene um then we cut over to the taste of Riverdale uh where Mayor McCoy addresses the audience saying that this is the lead up to Riverdale's 75th Jubilee um and that even when tragedy strikes Riverdale um they get right back up and keep moving forward um mm mhm uh, we see Fred talk to Hermione uh, at Pop's booth, um, and he meets Miss Grundy for the first time. Mmm, Miss Grunderman. Yeah. Uh, Mayor McCoy offers condolences to the Blossoms, but is uh, rebuked almost immediately. So, you know, they're like, why is it taking so long? Why haven't you found my son's killer yet? And then Alice arrives and is the most awful person ever. She, asking- at this goddamn event, she is a monster. Like, <laughs> I have to talk about her in this scene. What does she say? Please remind me. She asks for comments. Oh my fucking god. She asks for comments in the paper. She she isn't a human being. She like, just she, leaked their son's autopsy. Like, like and sh- and Mrs. Blossom her reaction like one good job actress, two like she actually seems to be like the only person in this town who is like an actual human at this moment because yeah. she doesn't get mad she just gets broken immediately yeah. she slaps which, the shit out of alice and alice seems like surprised like how dare she slap me what did i do now i'm the victim alice you deserve to be fucking street executed <laughs> uh josie sees what's going on and is like oh hey we better distract the audience from like all this drama going on in the back Classy move, Josie. Good job. Uh, so they start singing their new song that Archie uh, helped them write. And then we see who is who else but Archie sneak into the Taste of Riverdale uh, along with Jughead to, to watch the song from a balcony. <sighs> There's a very, like children at the theater vibe for them where like yeah. they're not interested in the show and they're just like up in like the second story like peeking over mm-hmm. from somewhere they shouldn't be i don't know it, it's kind of juvenile but like for their for their relationship and sort of how we're getting back to it and how they were childhood friends i actually think it's very nice yeah uh jughead then says he has to run off to to shake down doily who is... <laughs> he has to put the screws to somebody <laughs> yeah um 
then Archie spots uh, Fred and Miss Grundy talking. Um, we get to see uh, Fred ask uh, about Archie's music and if it's worth pursuing. Grundy says that he has talent, um, yep. but he has some catching up to do. It's, he's coming to it very late. Um, Fred asks, you know, if he's going to be able to make money at it, and Grundy is like, it'd be a shame if he didn't try. Um, uh, Fred then asks, what made Grundy take interest in Archie? His dick. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I assume. She says he's special. Um, yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, Alice moves over to the uh, Pops booth. where she Alice, does, like, can, this... Alice moves to be somewhere terrible elsewhere. Yeah. She takes like the shot of like a milkshake or something. It's really weird. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if it's supposed to be alcoholic or not, but it's in a shot glass. I think it's just, I think it's just a little sample of their strawberry milkshakes. Like, yeah. We go to food events like that all the time up here, and I that's so. that's kind of a thing that they do. But um, yeah, it makes sense. She take she, she takes this shot and she's like, "Oh, how's your daughter doing?" After her whole slut shaming thing. Oh, do you not know what that means? It means your daughter's a slut and that she should be ashamed of it or some <laughs> yeah. bullshit like that. Like, get fucked, ma'am. Uh, we get a quick scene of Betty roofing Chuck with some muscle relaxers and booze, and oh then we're my back God. to. Back to Jughead confronting Dilton Doily. Mm-hmm. Um, Dilton makes a stand-your-ground excuse, but then Jughead says that he can either make a statement to him or to Sheriff Keller. Or the um, Popo. Like, Juggy is good at putting the squeeze. Oh, yeah. Jug's like, a, without a doubt. A great investigator. I like... I like all of his noir scenes. Like yes. I could watch all of Jughead scenes as one movie, mm-hmm. but like black and white. Like just yeah. get rid of all the color, and it would be actually be pretty cool. I bet. I'm I'm trying to get something set up with a bubble gumshoe game set in Riverdale. So. Oh man. I know that'd be great, right? Oh man, I want in. <laughs> uh, we cut to uh, Chuck handcuffed in the hot tub, kind of coming out of a daze. Um, and being filled by Veronica as Betty turns up the heat on the hot tub. Like, okay, listen, girls, I get that you want justice. You could go to jail yes. for many years for underage drinking, drugging a man, attempted murder, torture. Like, there is so much shit that you are doing that is illegal. You are trying to make a snuff film right now. Girls, at the very least, don't record it. Yeah. Um, But they do. They do record it. They record um, them forcing Chuck to confess about Veronica and the others. um, Which I think makes it inadmissible in court. It does! It's inadmissible due to mental duress. Like... then Fuck after they, they stop recording it, but then Betty goes a little too far, just a little. She takes out like Mrs. Buttersworth from like her her <laughs> yeah. hammer space bag, yeah, and just like pours it all over Chuck. She's like, "How's your sticky maple, Chuck?" <laughs> and like, he's like, real reasonably so. He's like, "What is wrong with you, crazy <laughs> bitch?" He's, he is terrified. Um, As he and, rightly should be. I mean, he's a garbage fail person, and I hate him. But, like, if we're being legitimate, he deserves to go to, like, jail or, like, psychotherapy or something. He does yeah. not deserve to be boiled alive in, like, a boy and maple soup. 
after being uh, drugged. Uh, and then we get a little a little more crazy from Betty as oh, she... Oh, yeah, it gets, it gets crazier, everybody. Like, if you haven't seen the episode, it gets fucking crazier. Uh, she starts saying, apologize for ruining Polly. She starts calling Chuck Jason. And then she starts referring to herself <laughs> as, as Polly. Polly. Oh, this is what made me really think, like, holy shit, is, like, Polly, like, a split personality of Betty? Like, what is going on? Without any prompting, before this scene, uh, over the course of this episode, Kat was like, so I think Polly and Betty might be the same person. And I was like, god damn it, Noah and Kat with this shit. But then this scene came on, and, like, I I could not defend myself. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, Veronica intervenes, saying that's enough, and Betty is kind of stunned at what she's she's done. Like, she comes out of her, her poly delusion. Her barbarian rage? <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, that's a fucking class feature. Um, oh my god. So then, we, we cut to the next day. Um, Archie is, I guess, heading to school or something like that, but he hears some noises coming from outside, so he goes I think he's coming home. It's something like that. Um, and we see that Fred is working in the garage on something, um, apparently putting up some soundproofing, um, and says that while he's grounded, he'd better do something productive, like work on his music. Good Aww. dad. Good, good dad. You're a good boy. Yay, dad. You get a medal <laughs> because you're the only good parent we've seen all night. And then Fred says something gross, and that he mentioned Miss Grundy. Uh, they made they didn't make him like that when I was in high school. It's like, yeah. Dad, <laughs> Dad, please. Um, he says that Grundy believes in him, so so does he. Um, and then at school, the uh, Book of Shame is the headline of the blue and gold paper. Um, Veronica praises Betty for the article, and Betty just looks absolutely wrecked, like she's been up all night writing the the article. The paper. expose. Um, and uh, so Mr. Kennedy, coach dad, mm-hmm. uh, after this all got brought up, I mean, they had to obviously, Hermione had to make some attempts to like, I don't know, not get her daughter and her daughter's friend sent to prison. Yes. Um, and so they addressed that very quickly. But then the Jughead basically describes uh, him as a sacrificial lamb. And he and his cronies had to be cut from the squad so that the coach could retain his position in the school, his whole right. job, his whole career. and um, But that the implications of this would be felt in the weeks to come, which Ooh. I am very interested in seeing what comes yeah. of this. And then we get to see probably the most groan-worthy scene, um, in my opinion. And that really? Ethel thanks Betty and Veronica for oh, their help. Okay. And they thank her. You're the and then real Cheryl hero. says, hashtag justice for Ethel. And like, I died. I died on the Cheryl, inside. you called her a fat slut like a day ago. <laughs> that plus there was the whole hashtag justice for Barb thing, which they're was just it? playing off of. Oh, is that a thing? Okay. Yeah, I'm, because I don't, Barb I don't just do also Twitter. died in Stranger Things. So, the, like... I, a great series, but okay, Justice for Barb. Well, listen, Barb, you got eaten by by a demogorgon. Like, get over it. Yeah. But fuck, fuck this scene. It's like that's like the end of GI Joe, where like a child is near GI Joe, and he's like, "But don't worry, Billy, you're the real hero." Yeah. It's like, no, um, you're really not. You just let us use your hot tub and then like watch through a crack in the door as we tortured a person. 
So yeah, yeah, she was there for that. I forgot. She was watching through a crack in the door, literally through a cracked door. Like you don't get to claim the high ground anymore, Barb. Uh, we get to see Betty and Veronica uh, now B and V forever. Uh, burn the playbook and uh, no, it's it's Betty and Cheryl. Veronica's not there. Uh, well, there's talk of Betty and Veronica being yeah. forged forever, and then we get to see uh, yeah Cheryl and Betty burn the playbook. Odd that uh, Veronica's not there. It did strike me as weird too. But um, and uh, Cheryl apologizes because maybe she didn't know Chuck as well as she thought she did. But yeah. he certainly didn't deserve to get shot in the head. Jason, who did I say? You said Chuck. Oh, <laughs> quit what being a- Polly Betty. Okay, listen, man. I I may have drank a whole bottle of maple syrup before I did this show, <laughs> so I'm kind of feeling it right now. Like I'm in that <laughs> mode. I'm ready. Um, we get to see Archie go to Grundy, thanking her for talking to his dad, um, and she says that she meant what she said. Um, Archie asks if they can start lessons again. And Um, then they fuck. Pretty much. Basically, that's the scene. They fuck. Uh, Jughead says, we crave absolutes, they comfort us, but life is infinitely more complex than that. Um, Jughead, uh... And Betty are uh, talking to Dilton Doily in the, um, the what you call it, the Blue and Gold office. And, and he we said get our that, stinger. Yes, he says that if he they publish the story about him firing the gun, he'll be ruined. He'll be charged with a misdemeanor, um, and that he has a better story. Um, so long as the gunshot stays between them, um, Dilton Doily saw Miss Grundy's car. By the river's edge on July 4th. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and as as he says that, we get some really hardcore, like, Archie Miss Grundy, like, make-out sesh Just, shots. Just, like, full on inside of one another. Yeah. Like, and Jug looks very distraught and serious. Because Juggy knows. Juggy knows. Juggy knows. But, um, um and that, that is wraps it. it up. Yeah. My God. <sighs> So I'm glad episode. we're past this episode. I'm yeah. glad it's over. Like yeah, it's like ripping a bandage kind of a off. This episode is a mess. Yeah. From like a directorial, from a writing, from an acting standpoint. Like Betty's whole scene as Polly is just a mess on all fronts. Like I don't even feel like she did a good job acting. Yeah. Like her her shells like apologize to me. Feel they fall very flat and like they're not very well executed yeah. or written. So. It's just a mess across the board. Um, it's a, this would have been sticky, great as two episodes. A sticky, sticky, mapley mess. It's just a... Like, they're going to have to clean Barb's fucking hot tub because they just loaded it oh, up with yeah. maple syrup. That is going to give someone a yeast oh, infection. <laughs> like, it's gross in there. You cannot go in there now. That's like a lot of... That's like a, some damage to your hot tub, dog. But nope, she's cool as long as a boy gets tortured in it, I guess. Yeah. So. But what a fucking... Yeah, I'm just glad it's over. Um, yes. The, would have been better uh, as two episodes, but we got to move forward because it's not two episodes, it's one. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking God. I'm, I'm dead now. I'm just going to like curl up under my desk and die. Uh, so, next episode is Chapter 4, The Last Picture Show. Ooh, this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, episode 4 is pretty pretty tight actually yep. um, so uh, if you want to get in touch with us uh, you can reach us either through our gmail which is mapleandblood at gmail.com 
Mm-hmm. Or you can tweet at us. Noah, what's our uh, tweeter? At Maple and Blood, all one word, all spelled out. Um, we have our WordPress site, so mapleandblood.wordpress.com. Um, I am in the process of getting our, I think we should actually have both a SoundCloud and a Podbean site by the time you are listening to this. So SoundCloud's we'll going to work. We'll, we'll have multiple feeds for Fantastic. everybody. Um, um, we'll be on iTunes once the RSS gets going. Yep. Uh, I, th- I feel like after we record the next episode, I feel like we'll probably be good to start uploading these, and then we'll be able to start uh, answering answering those sweet, sweet questions. Yes, so so please, please, tweet at us, send us emails, leave comments on the site, whatever you can do, um, and we'll be sure to, to answer your questions as best as we can. Yeah, we're, we're very excited to engage with other grown-ass adults that like this show. <laughs> yes. um, at some point, we're definitely going to have to start bringing on just people that we can talk to about their opinions on the show. Because uh, I ran a game last night, a uh, tabletop game, and uh, one of my friends who watches the show is there. And we spent like the first 30 minutes before we started playing the game just talking about how goddamn insane episode mm. 3 was. Because I had mm. just finished it. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm really excited to get... To start talking to some people. I know I've got a, a handful of people I can just grab by the short hairs and and bring in here. So if if we can get like an actual actor from the show to oh get into a Skype call and let's do an interview with them, I'll fucking lose it. Like that would be amazing. Oh my god, that'd be so great. All right, that's the dream. But yes. uh, for this week's maple and blood uh, maple syrup blood money, uh, I have been. The ever so lovely Kyle Cardi. Oh, very lovely. Oh, and, thank you. And I have been the oh so handsome Noah Cardi. You are quite handsome, my dear friend. Thank you for listening. <laughs>